This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Today I am in a museum which has yet to reopen. It's currently going through a bit of a transformation. I'm in Kopavoir at the Natural History Museum of Kopavoir, and I'm with Brynja Svindsdottir and Saibar Helgi Braugesen who are taking me into a part that is not currently seen, is it? This is where the storage is taking place and there, there are big plans that we're going to discuss for the museum, but tell me about the room that we're going into first. So we're heading into the collection storage of the museum where we have... Which is locked. <laughs> Which is locked, <laughs> exactly. So we better go get the key. <laughs> we thought we would try to do oh this in God. one take and see if it was possible with the key that you had, Saiva, but it's not working. Yeah, well, I need a proper key, but this is only... Uh, an electronic key, so it doesn't work. Yes. But while we get that sorted out, the museum was last open in December last month. Yes, it was, and now it's currently being refurbished. Uh, everything is about to change. We are going to focus more on hands-on activities for, for kids especially. And this whole floor, the, the ground floor at the library here, will sort of be turned into a place where kids can come and play around with science, mostly geology, biology. Mm -hmm. uh, and they can have a look at, of course, stuffed animals and, and rocks and different types of yes. lovely geological phenomena. Well, let's try the second key. Yes. See if they've got a mechanical key. Now, that's always more reliable, isn't yes. it, I suppose? So into the storage area. And we were just saying there while you were running off to get the key that... Um, this floor, of course, is currently shared with the Children's Library and the plan is to integrate that with the museum even further. Yes, so the Natural History Museum and the library are housed, are in the same building and there has been a lot of dialogue and collaboration, but we um, are planning to do it even deeper dialogue and collaboration between the two, um, as well as the other cultural houses, um, which are Salon Concert Hall and Gerdasap, Kopor mm. Art Museum. And so this is going to be a a quite an experimental space. So it's going to be a um, natural history museum exhibition. And now we're actually standing in the area which will be a workshop area. Okay. So these will be, well, one large, or you can split it into two workshop areas where we can um, invite people, children, and so on. Yes. Um, because there's nothing really here just now, we should no, say. It's, it's no. empty at the moment, but this will become a workshop space. Exactly. Yeah. So now we're kind of, we have, pretty much deconstructed things, or we can, yeah, we have taken things apart <laughs> and we're just about to rebuild it. So it's a very exciting point of time. Okay, so shall we take a look at some of the exhibits that will be available to see? I, there's one skull here already <laughs> with some antlers that seems to have escaped from. So these have all been exhibits that have been on display. Yes, here we see a lot of the um, previous permanent exhibition, which uh, shows the bird life mm. um, of Iceland. And, and the previous uh, permanent exhibition was um, going through Icelandic nature um, through the habitats of, of the animals. So you were going from the sea and up the hills and, and ended up in the mountains and sky. Mm. Um, we are still in the process of actually creating the exhibition. So, but I think we're going to be taking a new approach where we will be more looking into um, the whole um, connection between things, mm -hmm. not creating such a such a big boundary between, okay. for example, um, the mineral world and the animal world. Well, 
Sidebar, maybe you can help me with some of these birds because I, I'm not an expert at all. <laughs> I, I can recognize a swan and that's about it. To be honest, me too, because okay. I'm a geologist. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't really care about these living things. I, I prefer rocks. No, but really. Uh, so we have another person uh, working yes. with us and she's a biologist mm -hmm. and she's very enthusiastic about birds, to say the least. Um, these are, well, different types of birds, of course, that live in various areas throughout the country. Some are with wetlands and some are seabirds and so forth. Uh, and we are still figuring out how to uh, configure the exhibit. So should mm. they be all crowded together or should there be any sort of threat going through the exhibit? But like Brittany said, we want to make this we have everything together. So yes, yes. yes I don't remember, remember the word exactly, but sort of looking at nature as a whole instead yes. of looking at teeny tiny pieces of it. So we will have a little exhibit about the solar system, for example, mm. and then we will uh, go into the core where we have teeny tiny animals. And Brynja, these birds, where did these exhibits come from? Where did these items come from? Well, the museum has been active since 1983, so it's quite quite a long history of the museum. Mm -hmm. So it has been um, acquired during these times. Um, nowadays, um, animals are not they're not killed to be exhibits. It's it's that they are brought to the museum mm -hmm. because they have died of natural causes or accidents and so on, and then then they're it's decided that they should be stuffed mm -hmm. if they if there's something that is needed into the collection. And um, so this is, this is mainly, um, well, a large part of the collection is Icelandic nature, but mm -hmm. there's also an international part. And actually the uh, beginning of the museum is um, a private collection by Jón Bogason, who was collecting um, shells and... Um, uh, mollusks, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mollusks, okay. So that's, yeah. that's a very um, important and extensive collection, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. also quite micro, which yes. will be very interesting to work with in the exhibition to show like the macro, micro um, through nature. Yes. So it's, it's quite a diverse uh, collection, and I think we have around 6,000 items. Okay. Um, well, what else might we be able to see today then and get a sneak preview of? These are some of the smaller items on these shelves that you, mm -hmm. that you mentioned. What would you point me to here maybe? Well, for example, we have here um, fossils. And now we come into your area of expertise, yes, perhaps the geology. So yeah. which, which fossils are these? Um, well, that's a good question. Because, <laughs> uh, so I only started a week ago. But right. can, <laughs> it's a lot of cataloging yeah, so to do I, that. Yeah, okay. exactly. But, but as you can see... Instant here. opinion. Yes. So obviously this is a leaf. So yeah, there's a leaf shape on the rock. Yes, yeah. exactly. So mm -hmm. this definitely is from some vegetation. I, there, It's lacking any... Um, any markings so we have no idea we have to figure out what it is so there's a lot of that process to go on between now and, and may working out what you have and working out why it's significant and what about more exhibits well we're now working on this big uh, permanent exhibition that will be the whole area but mm -hmm. the idea is that the permanent exhibition should be flexible and we're very excited about doing an exhibition that will be um, created uh, through having uh, like Saiva said like this this um, holistic approach to nature but uh, at the same time uh, being able to create these smaller mm -hmm. temporary exhibitions within the larger one mm -hmm. so which is both exciting and very extensive to be able to do um, in, in, uh, in this process um, but but we've also been in all these cultural houses here we've been working a lot with uh, festivals mm -hmm. for example as uh, a design march and uh, Reykjavik art festival and um, Listan Landamera, which I would 
translated as Art Without Borders. Um, so that's also a very exciting prospect of creating mm -hmm. this permanent exhibition that ha allows space for these, for new voices to come yes. in and yeah. both interpret the collection, but also show their own projects mm -hmm. within this. And, and on the natural history side of things, we are in the center of Kopovoy here, in the center of Hammarborg, which is a very urban area compared with much of the rest of the country. Is it important, do you think, to bring natural history to people who might not have a chance to otherwise really learn about it? Absolutely. Uh, this is a wonderful place for especially uh, children in school to mm. come visit mm. and try to increase their interest in science in general and nature, of course. So hopefully in the end, this will be a world where, you, where we are doing STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, math, mm -hmm. uh, in as good way as possible and in, in as, uh, an engaging way as possible too. So we, have, we will have a workshop here for both teachers and also for uh, mm -hmm. class, classes. Uh, you can even probably, maybe, uh, hold the birthday party here, okay. along with the stuffed animals <laughs> and all that stuff. So why why not think yeah, yeah, think yeah. outside the box and and try to get the people to come here and enjoy nature in uh, hopefully in an engaging way. And what kind of response have you had to the museum when it was open? It closed in December, as we say, it's reopening in the new form that we've discussed in May. We've been doing a lot of uh, foundation work for now since mm -hmm. the last few months looking into um, looking into the collection and looking into what the um, the focus can be in this museum and and it's been having so, uh, quite a big uh, focus shift and I think it's for now we are we are really excited about the potential of a relatively small museum what mm -hmm. you can do and that always gives you a lot of freedom to be quite a small museum mm -hmm. you don't have the same maybe um, you don't need to um, have the same um, activity as maybe the the head museums in the country. You can you can be m maybe a bit more experimental, and yeah. that's something that we're really excited about doing. Well, let's just walk back outside because I want to get an idea of where the space is going to be when you reopen. As you say, at the moment we came in through the children's library, which is on the lower floor, through the locked door. We found the keys <laughs> um, into this area here, which is going to be the workshop, and then we've just been in the storage area. So, give me a sense of where the museum itself is going to be and where people are going to be able to come to enjoy this. We're walking into what looks like a part of the previous museum, is that right? Exactly. Now we're standing in the previous geological um, area of the um, older exhibition and this we're actually going to be um, rethinking the space quite a lot. So there are a lot of, free st there are a lot of walls here and yeah. um, a lot of um, these plexi cupboards that are um, that have that hosted the d displays that will be going away um, and there is a um, column system that is holding holding um, the roof over the floor and that will be um, exposed mm -hmm. in the new exhibition so this will be a very open and flowing space it will allow, allow a lot of light in and then we will be working with these a bit industrial um, exhibition system that will also allow people to be able to um, open shelves, open cupboards, mm -hmm. take on their own, ex you know, examination mm -hmm. of um, of the collection. And that's important, isn't it, Saivar? I think with children being hopefully interested in this museum, children love playing with things in museums. They love having those hands-on experiences, don't they? They do, absolutely. Uh, and that's one of the things that I really like about this new idea of mm. maybe having shelves and uh, drawers mm -hmm. that you can open up and why not 
increase their curiosity by saying, what happens if you open me? What, what's inside me or something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get them to play around with some of the stuff we have. Because the rocks, for example, you can always, well, not always maybe, but sometimes you can go and get new specimen mm-hmm. if someone gets some gets damaged. And that's fine. They should be mm-hmm. able to play with it and, and, yeah. and touch the rocks and feel nature. You use all your senses yes. to experience it. To play with the hands-on activities and not to have this only as a geological and biological exhibit, uh, we will also play around with physics and chemistry, hopefully. So they will be will be making the most of, for example, there will be a hole in the wall with a, with a glass, hopefully. And we can, for example, use that to um, put some polarized filters in it. And if you rotate them, they don't allow any light to go through, but if you rotate them, they allow the light to go through. Mm-hmm. And we use polarized light in biology, in geology, in astronomy. So that's a way of uh, engaging with this holistic way of looking at nature and playing around with nature. So we will add physics, astronomy, pretty much everything that we can think of. And you've just been here for a week yes. so far. So a very exciting time, obviously, with the birth of what well, it feels like the rebirth of the museum. A- absolutely. I'm still learning quite a lot. <laughs> I have no idea what's in there exactly. And so I have yet to learn so many things, but that's wonderful. So next time we meet, I, I can take you through the exhibit and tell you everything yes. about what we have. And that is our plan, isn't it? We're going to reconvene once you reopen in, in May. Yes, that would be wonderful. Mm. OK, let's definitely do that then. So here at the Natural History Museum in Copavoir, it's going to be very, very different the next time we are here. Brynjas daughter. Thank you very much. And Saiva Helgi Browson, thank you as well. It's Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. You can get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof.